prepare yourself for invasion. This is Indie Invasion. Hello, hello. Welcome to Thursday Night Shorts. This is Eric, half of Indie Invasion, with you tonight. Uh, Mac, my partner in crime, is having a little bit of technical difficulties tonight. Uh, he's having some bad storms down by him, and he lost power about an hour ago. So, of course, timing, right? He said he's going to try and get on here if it comes back on, but we will see. But in the meantime, you just got... Me with you tonight on Indie Invasion Shorts, and welcome in. Uh, say hello, hello. What's going on, guys? Um, and if you could, please give us a like, follow, subscribe, smash that button. We appreciate it. And it looks like we got a couple people in here already. So we got Ron. Welcome in, Ron. Howdy. How you doing? Um, yeah, we don't have storms up here, Mac. <laughs> and yeah, I Clem, I saw that you were on a plane earlier today and I kind of had a little I don't know, I was hoping, wishing and I saw you were coming north that maybe you were coming to Chicago area, but I see you flew over me basically. So, uh one of these days, one of these days, Clem. Um what has everybody been working on? Uh kind of need some audience participation tonight, so Need a little bit of peanut gallery action tonight. And uh, hello, Floyd. Jim. Why did I say Floyd, Jim? I don't know. I think it was the first name I looked at on you. Uh, welcome in. Glad you can make it. Um, yeah, I am solo tonight. Um, and I titled this mystery topic because I wasn't sure if I was going to do solo or not. But um, what's everybody want? been working on uh in the last week it seems like i did two streams uh hobby streams sunday and tuesday and uh so i got to see some of you guys uh, already this week and my big thing was sunday i pulled the trigger and i got some speed paint so i did a stream tuesday night or was it tuesday night tuesday night yes i did a short stream using this for the first time. So if you guys want to check that out, um, you can look for it on our YouTube or even on the Twitch, Facebook. I do have a link in the show notes you guys can follow to just see me painting with this stuff. Um, this is the mega set that I ended up getting. But I'll tell you what, I, um, and we kind of want to talk about this a little more. Uh, I'm sold on it. I mean, I painted this guy, which you guys might have seen on the Facebook page. I posted it. And her in about, let's see, I think I did him in about 40 minutes on the stream. And I couldn't stop, so I did her, too, in like another half hour. Uh, and she had nothing on her. So she's got a little bit more touching up to do. Um, it's something that I think we wanted to talk about a little bit more. And um, and if you guys didn't see it, I also finished some new terrain for the table. So this is the one guy I painted. It's his little firework stand. It was a special fourth of july sale that black site studios had and i couldn't resist it you got to get a fireworks stand right um alder good morning i see that you're 
joining us right now. Uh, you painted some twisted. There you go. There's a ding for you, Alder. Um, and Ron's talking about getting his wife ready to play Frostgrave. Finally. Finally. Did you do you have to do a lot of house chores for that one, Ron, to convince her? Um, that's that's pretty cool though, when you get your significant other to play some games with you. Um yeah, Jim, I so far I am loving them. I uh, I think I, I almost want to say that some of your videos that I've seen you post kind of inspired me to give them a whirl. Um, let's see. Clem's been traveling, so I hadn't worked on anything. Tim, hello, hello, Tim. Welcome in. Um, yeah, Jim's saying that he hasn't painted this many minis in a long time. It does cut time in half. So, yeah, if you guys haven't checked that out, check out my video. Check out some of Jim's stuff, the Tabletop Engineer, you can see. Um, yeah, I, I I think me and Mac want to talk about this some more, um, just if we can get him on here. Um, let's see. The reactivation with the speed paints, Alder. Yeah, that was something I found out. Uh, luckily, somebody mentioned it to me. And I kind of noticed it when I was painting because I was getting a little too, you know, into it and trying to cover all of it. I ended up what I did was I used my hair dryer for one because I couldn't wait. I wanted it even faster. And um, once it was dry, I just hit it with uh, some seal to just try to seal it off and then go back into it, um, which. Once I got all the, like, I guess you'd call it base coating of the speed paint down, I gave it a real good seal coat. And then I actually went back in with my washes and stuff like that. And, you know, to kind of push some of those edges back um, a little bit more. And then if I felt like it needed a little more highlighting, I could highlight it more and not worry about it. But, yeah, I did run into that issue. And I was like, oh, yeah, I better hit this with uh some kind of sealer i just used like a matte sealer on it um so it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad um let's see what else we got oh my mouse is acting up here ron's been work you've been working on her for months that's a lot of chores ron um <laughs> yeah jim i got um what i use is a little like travel hair dryer that i've had forever and uh you know it's just a Something that we just quit using, and I stole it for the hobby area. And it it's nice to have that to get stuff to dry a little bit faster, whether it's glue or paint. Um, how does it differ from the contrast paint, Clem? Um, I think I don't think it's as intense as a contract paint. Contrast paints uh, I found it a little bit easier to work with. To be honest, um, I, I just didn't have much luck with contrast paints. And I don't know if if I just was applying it wrong. Uh, I, I don't know for sure yet. I, that's something I think me and Mac want to talk a little bit more about when we get him on there. Um, yeah, Ron, I think it was worth it. I was a little worried about uh, pulling the trigger on that kind of money and that set. But I, I have yet to do like a big bunch of uh minis but something like a board game where you have a lot of minis like zombicide or whatever uh i think something like that would be great for you know just to get them to the table real quick um 
Let's see. Just got to watch overlapping colors. However, if you want to blend in different colors or shades, it works well. Yes, that was one thing I noticed, Elder. Uh, if you want to do blending, really makes that easy. Uh, let's see. Jim is saying his only complaint now is there isn't a big enough spread of colors. Now, they. I think if it does well enough, Jim, uh, selling for them, they might come out with some more colors. I mean, they did have, oh, what was it called? They had the medium in there. And I guess that's so you can kind of make your own tone if you want. And I'm assuming a lot of these colors are going to be single bottles too, if you want to buy them. So maybe they will come out with another color set. I mean, these colors are pretty basic in here. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I Yeah, they do need some more variations of colors. My mouse is acting up. There we go. Um, what are you, Ron, saying here? I have made some of my own contrast type paint that Goobertown Hobbies did a video for, and they work well. Oh, that's cool. I have to check that out if you guys are interested in making your own. Um, yeah, I, I assume the video is on YouTube, right, Ron? Uh, we'll just do a search and look for it. Um, so that's cool. So also uh, off the topic of some speed paint, um, I don't know if you guys saw this. I think I posted a picture of this. So when I got the speed paint, I was at the local game store and there's a new version of this movie franchise, a board game for it. OK, and I know, Jim, you know about this because you about flipped your wig when you saw me post this and. I don't know about the board game because I have an older version of it that came out a couple years ago. Eh, it was it was okay. But so now the base board game, I guess, has little standees in it. And they did some expansions of the Norwegian team. And they had this one. So this is the alien miniature set. Let me see if you guys can see this. I could not resist this. I mean, they got, you know, the the dogs when they're starting to mutate. They got the uh, I forgot what his name was. Burke, I think his name was. And then when they took his head off and he turned into an upside down spider, that was creepy as heck. And then, of course, the final form of the alien. I couldn't resist these. I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever get the board game, but having aliens, creepy crawlies like this, I could use these in some kind of skirmish, um, you know, tabletop game, whatever I want. Um I, you know, I might actually use these in place of the little gray aliens and don't look back um, in other games. You know, there's tons of other games I could play if I want an alien or even just a mutated creature. So, I, yeah, I couldn't resist that. So if you guys are it, you love this movie and go look for this in your hobby store or online. This is uh, who makes this? This is Pendragon um, Game Studio. It looks like it's an Asmodee um, company. So, like I said, I found this in my local game store, so I'm sure you guys can find it too or even online. Uh, look for it. It's, it. These things are cool. Um, or if you want some little snow Antarctica guys, get that other set they had. That's kind of cool. Norris. Norris was the name of the dude. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Ron. Um, yeah, Jim, I know you love the game. Okay, Ron, thanks for posting that link on the Discord for uh, that video. Um, yeah, okay, Jim. We'll we'll play it. We will play it and six others. So 
yeah, one of us is going to be the trader. Is I, I don't know if it has that trader mechanic in it. The other ones did, I know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it does. Um, well, you got a bail, okay, Clem? Uh, check us. Check out the rest of the video later, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you later. Have a good vacation, man. Um, so I've been babbling a little bit, uh, wondering, trying to see if Mac was going to get on. Because uh, he said if his power came back on, he'd just jump right in. Um, but I think what we're going to do, since I wasn't sure what the topic was going to be, I didn't know if I was going to have Mac here or not. Um, I put mystery topic. And I'll probably change this after we stream and stuff. But I did get another topic ready. Uh, we Sometimes I do more than one topic and I just push it off to the you know another week. But I thought tonight... Uh, and you guys can help me with this conversation. We talk about, uh, should we resurrect dead games now, Mac and, you know, and I've to the, you know, some, uh, effect have been looking at older games. Um, you know, that most games go away at some point, uh, they quote die for one reason or another, and sometimes they make a return to us. So, you know, us old grognars can, you know, relive the glory but sometimes they really don't have to come back or should return from the dead. And, you know, it's kind of one of those topics of, I guess it's, if the game has a community, uh, it's never really quite dead, uh, regardless of it has like a new release or not. So, um, well, I'm glad you were thinking of this too, Ron. Uh, so, Let's jump right into it since I babbled so long. Uh, we got to make up some time. Why do they die? So let's look at why some games die sometimes. Um, you know, the number one reason is you just can't get it anymore. Nobody's playing it. So, you know, gamers lose interest pretty easy that way. They move on to the next shiny. Um, now that could happen for a number of reasons. Maybe the company... Uh, decided not to support it anymore. Or even, you know, even though you're still playing it and showing it to people it's kind of hard to get new players into the game if they can't go to the store or online and find the product now that takes a long time sometimes i mean the company could even stop producing the game and there's a lot of stock out there and warehouses and stuff um so i mean that's one reason and the one of the other things is once they do start to sit you know, like that, and people just can't find it out there. Uh, it, you know, it maybe it starts to get not popular, and that's why it sits. And then at that point, then it starts to be it's a business thing for these companies, right? Uh, it starts to cost the company money because they have to store it in a warehouse, and maybe from that warehouse, they got to ship it to uh, it could be an online vendor or other game stores to actually sell it. So a lot of times, that's why they stop supporting it or really making new stuff. Now, in today's modern age, you know, that still happens. But I think there are certain things out there that we can see some of this changing, uh, which we will get into in a little bit here. Uh, let me see what you guys have to say about uh, just why do they die so far. Um, so, yes, Jim, that's a, also another good uh reason licensing is often lost so if it's like an ip um i'm trying to think of some like fantasy flight 
usually is one that deals with IPs. And sometimes they lose those IPs and they revert back to the owner, like say Games Workshop or, uh, you know, I think Game of, Th- Game of Thrones might be one or Lord of the Rings might be another one that have jumped hands a couple times. So they may put out a really cool game like, uh, here, I got an example for you. Um, Fantasy Flight did a uh, Battlestar Galactica board game super super popular well they lost the rights so they had they couldn't produce that version of that game anymore and it never went to anybody else so it's just you know it became scarce they quit they quit printing it so and i know on ebay those things go for big money now um let's see what else people got here let's see alder says that uh these days online communities can keep the game going yes that is going to be in one of our other subjects here these talking points but yes that is a good point um in the in the sense that these games never can die and a big example is that you look at um max getting into mordheim again and most of the stuff uh he's finding is online and i think uh, necromunda he's playing again too same thing uh now they do have a new version of that but he's playing the old version because of the online community and all the different resources that are out there for it um let's see yeah so ron's talking about here companies lose the ip like babylon 5 um and starship troopers yeah i've seen starship troopers jump around a little bit to different places um and yeah the alien games last year i think that was um oh who was that that made that um jim i i mean that that was like it, it seemed like it came out and then it was gone um, cause I thought about getting the minis just to have the minis, but I couldn't even find them anymore. Um, and yeah, Ron, that's a good example for communities. Heroescape is a prime example of community keeping the game going long enough that now they are resurrecting it. See, and that kind of stuff right there makes me think of Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl was a specialist game that GW did and it went away for many, many, many years and the community was so passionate about it they kept it going um and it was kind of cool because even though it was hard to get new product or they just weren't supporting it there's a lot of companies out there producing you know third party type of stuff that you can just proxy in and that that was kind of a cool thing to keep the game going and uh let's see west end games lost star wars rpg i do remember that and then that went to fantasy flight i believe i think fantasy flight still has that um alder's talking about gw uh give basically giving up on uh the specialist games yeah it was the community that totally kept a lot of that going so there's hope for mac and his battleship uh battle fleet gothic game um yeah i i i'm blanking on that jim too i'm sure i'll think of it when we get off but okay so let's talk about never really dead some come back right um we mentioned Necromunda. Uh, originally, that came out in the mid-90s and um, eventually came back in 2017 with new product. Now, some of that old product is still floating around out there, but it's kind of pricey because it's original, right? But like what Mac was doing, he's using those original rules that they found a lot of stuff online. So you got online community supporting it through uh, you know PDF files, and then he's just using the new minis and proxying them in. 
Now, something else that, you know, can kind of keep this stuff going, and I've seen this with stuff like Battlefleet Gothic. Um, people are designing their own STL files, and then, you know, you go on Etsy, they have tons of stuff on there that are sort of what they were, you know, uh, like just recently, Mac got uh, a bunch of Chaos Dwarfs. They haven't made Chaos Dwarfs in forever. So, you know, there's it's that third-party printing that you can get that and just proxy it in you know use it for those old games whether you're using the old rules or if you're making homebrew rules that somebody made online uh so that's something that can keep it around um monpok was one that i came to my mind um you know that game kind of was slowly dying and that community kept it going for a number of years and then just recently last couple of years they brought it back and i think I don't know when it's supposed to come out. They did a partnership where they got a board game version of it coming out. Um, I say board game. It's the same game, but the quality of the miniatures are just your board game miniatures. So they're much cheaper to produce and, uh, you know, to make it easier access for people to play the game. Um, now, some of the ones that uh, I think need to come back and you guys can pipe in on games that you think need to come back that just haven't had a new addition or something like that uh next let's see battlefield gothic we mentioned that that's a favorite of max uh gorka morka and man of war these are all games that i think mac would love to come back because i know he's looked for man of war and the price on the original set of that holy cow holy cow um so it's kind of pricey for that uh for some of these to come back sometimes so it's almost like you want them to come back um and you know if they do come back and you don't see stuff for a little bit well there's a couple reasons why maybe you know they just didn't plan it that way uh like space hulk it's a limited run sometimes it, it comes out and once it's gone, it's gone and people go crazy trying to get a copy. And then in a couple more years, they release it again. So, um, but, you know, sometimes it just business wise, maybe it didn't sell well. And that's why it's kind of like a one and done. Um, let's see. What else do you guys got to say here? I haven't looked at the comments in a while. Uh, let's see. What do you, Jim is talking about N-I-S-E-I. Uh, took the Netrunner mechanics and reprinted all the cards as open source. Gave you a chance to play it since you missed it the first go around. Well, you should have let me know, Jim, because I got a whole bunch of that stuff from when it first came out, and I only played it a handful of times. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a, a, you know, basically it's the same set of rules. They're just reskinning it type of thing. That's a another way to keep. Uh, like a lot of times it's the mechanics that you fall in love with. Right. Um, so maybe it's just reskinned a little bit. Let's see. Alder. Yeah. You're, he's still waiting on the Monpoc Kickstarter. Won't be till next year. Yeah. You know what to tell you the truth. I've been putting off and I hope I didn't miss the window. The uh, pledge manager. I think it was a game found pledge manager or one of the alternatives i still haven't done that yet <laughs> so hopefully i didn't miss my window of that but i went pretty low in into that kickstarter so um let's see ron's talking about catalyst game labs is bringing back leviathans yes i was surprised when i saw that because i think the game was popular um 
I, I don't know if it really took off the first time. Now, I know when it first came out and released at that Gen Con that year, it was pretty popular. But I think they had issues with, um, I don't know if it was producing it or just getting the game out there. That uh, the supply, it just, it, you know, it was hard to get everything out there. I don't know if his demand was too high and they couldn't keep up with it. And, you know, it's like I said earlier, if you don't see the product, you don't see new product um, at all, people start to lose interest um, and move on. So you kind of lose your, your, you know, your little player uh, group for the game. Um, let's see. Alder is talking about Guild Ball stopped being produced recently by Steamforge Games as they concentrate on other games. Well, that's kind of a hot topic, I know, in the uh, in, in that community that likes Steamforge games. I guess they made some decisions that uh, the community didn't really kind of agree on, and I, I, I don't know the full story on it. I didn't really play it. I got a free copy of Guild Ball <laughs> from Adepticon when they were having a little bit of problems selling them, so they were just started giving them away type of thing. Um, but I think at that point, a lot of people were kind of moving on because uh, they found out there wasn't going to be new product or or, or something. So, um, yeah, Ron, I still have some of those ships from playtesting and I don't have any of the dice, but I got some of the ships probably back here somewhere on the shelves. Um, but OK, so stuff can stay alive. And we've mentioned a lot of these already. Um and a big reason why these games never fully die is that because uh, uh, an invested community of people, right, um, that are going to be the champions for that game. Um, if you love a game and you can get out there and show other people, and I think this is why a lot of us, when we get into a game, especially an independent game like a lot of us play, and we get more than just one faction. We may get two factions. So if our buddy does have some interest, they don't have to go hunt for it. It's like, oh, hey, just use my stuff when we show up at the store. And some of us pretty much get everything they have. Uh, so you have variety and choices for your buddies to you know pick from. Maybe you got more than one buddy and each one of you takes a faction to play. Um, so that's... That's one thing uh, to help keep it alive is you got that community that's going to be pushing that game out there and telling everybody why it's such a cool game. Um, but like I mentioned, sometimes it's a business thing for these companies. Um, living rule books and STLs. I mentioned that already, too. Um, I think in today's day and age, it's almost beneficial for these companies to put this stuff online and you, you look at drive through RPG and War Game Vault, um, you know, they can put it up there and it doesn't cost them anything. You know, it just it can be up there and available for anybody that wants to play it. Uh, the product really never goes away unless for some reason maybe they decide to update it or uh, just for some reason take it down because maybe they want to change it. Um, and same thing with STLs. Uh, use those in, in place of proxies, you know, for proxies and all that. Um, let's see. 
Jim. Let's see what's Jim saying here. He's talking about. I so wish a company would resurrect Starfleet battles with a more streamlined rule set. Mac would hate it though. Yeah, he probably would. He likes that 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 chunky, clunky uh, stuff. He likes having all those those choices because then you feel like you're right. You're actually in that world. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, it absorbs you into the world to make you feel more like part of it. Um, and that that's, yeah, it's one of those, I think sometimes you will find stuff like that, that, uh, like you, Jim, um, a fan base likes the game, but they don't like the clunkiness of it. So maybe they'll streamline it. Some homebrew rules, right? Uh, which can totally keep a game game going. You're using the same pieces and, and and tokens and all that stuff. You're just making it a little bit quicker uh, to play, and and that's like a matter of taste, really. We all have different tastes in how our games play. Now, one question that I I think the final question I thought of for this topic, looking at the clock, we're we're already getting down there, guys. Uh, is should companies bring these dead games back? Now, that's a topic that. It's like comes down to it's a business thing, right? Uh, they they want to make money. They really do. And um, sometimes they just it, they may try it to come out and it just doesn't work. Um, but I, I, I don't think we have to depend on these these companies nowadays with all the technologies like we mentioned the STLs and uh, PDF type files and stuff like that. We don't have to depend on them to keep the product around. Um, and we're starting to see more and more stuff online of these older games, making it online uh, through the communities uh, so that you can look them up and, and, and play them. Um, you know, we have the print on demand and such. Now, if also, if there's fans and people that want to play the game really bad, it will live on, right? You know, you can go on eBay and find either original old copies of this stuff or, you know, homebrew stuff. Uh, just it's within that world of that game. Um, let's see, Ron's saying, but it wouldn't be Starfleet Battles. What would it be, Ron, then? Um, <laughs> I take it you like the the, the chunkiness uh, of the original Starfleet Battles, too. Um and then Ron's also talking about D&D Attack Wing is another example of a good game that didn't make it. And, you know, and that was, we kind of mentioned the example of using the mechanics of one and just kind of reskinning it. So at that time, I believe it was for a couple things, maybe different. It was pretty much the same mechanics that uh, they used for X-Wing and um, oh, what other games did they have? There's a ton of games that use that flight pattern uh, rules. And I think the last one I remember might have been Battlestar Galactica. I think that one was like a one set release, like a core and a bunch of uh, single ships you can add on. Um, and that didn't really take off. And I think that one was probably a licensing thing. So um, it's one of those that, you know, you can still use the rules, maybe just proxy stuff in for it. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it to look at uh, dead games for tonight. Um, like I said, it's kind of I think nowadays it's up to the community 
really that these things really are never going to fully die. Um, and we've seen that already, especially in the last, God, I want to say five years. You've seen kind of more and more stuff available if you want to play it type of thing, uh, especially like one sheet rules and stuff like that. But uh, Wings of War. Thank you, Ron. That's the other one I was thinking of. That was the original. But uh, guys, just like that, um, we are at our 30 minutes. Fastest 30 minutes in gaming. I was hoping Mac would get on here to hang out with us for a little while. But uh, now he's he's way down south dealing with a storm on the coast. So uh, next time. I mean, he sent me a video and it was just blackness and i can see his yard every once in a while when it flashed <laughs> but thanks you guys for joining me uh tonight on shorts you can join us every thursday for the live stream i participate in our little studio audience and um hey if you are new to the show or just want some more content you can find let me move my notes so i can read them better you can find audio content on all the podcast platforms for your listening pleasure. And for video, check out our YouTube channel, uh, the other social media platforms we have like uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, Discord. Join us on the Discord. Uh, a lot of community members posting what they're working on there, which is pretty cool. And um, let's see. You can find all these links to these places in our show notes. Um, and if you had any questions or suggestions for our show topics, drop us a line at IndieInvasion at gmail.com. And uh, hey, if you like what you're, uh, hold on, I'm clicking on the wrong stuff. If you like what you're seeing, you can support us on Patreon. We have a Patreon page at slash IndieInvasion. Any little bit helps. We appreciate it, but you don't need to. Don't feel like you need to. We just like doing these shows and interacting with you guys out there. But if you would like some merch also to show your support, visit us at Redbubble, people, IndieInvasion.com for hats, shirts, mugs, all kinds of stuff. Uh, whatever your pleasure is from Redbubble, they got tons of stuff on there. But um, guys, that's all we have tonight. Thanks for joining me tonight and making it a fun Thursday night, even though I was solo. Next time, hopefully Mac will be here and we'll get into all kinds of shenanigans. That's it. Uh, let's see. Take care, guys. Yep. See you, Alder. And uh, until next time, guys, prepare yourself for the invasion. We'll talk to you later.